This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions because it's time to dish the dirt. On The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. And the sous chef of the garden, Frank Proctor, along for the ride here. And it's going to be a fun ride this morning, Charlie. What a gorgeous day. It really is. Look, it's blue, blue sky, not a cloud. Yep, yep. And, uh, and sorry to interrupt, yeah, but yes. three weeks and a day till yes. the first day of spring. That is exactly right. Astronomically speaking, the spring equinox falls on March 20th, that's a Sunday, at 6.29 a.m. Oh, you're right. Oh, yeah. Nice. And the uh, this equinox, also known as the vernal equinox, occurs when the sun crosses the celestial equator on its way north along the elliptic. Oh, well, there. Say that again without reading. <laughs> oh, your no, notes. <laughs> I couldn't do it. No. <laughs> anyway, we're here, and, and I, I, I can't wait for spring. I, I know it's not been a tough winter, but, but I'm, I think we're tired of winter. Yeah. I think it's just yeah, enough yeah. already. I want some sunshine and warmth, you know? Yeah, what I, mean? I think then the warmth thing is important. And it's nice that with the sun these days, you do, really do feel the warmth of the sun. Sunset last night was exactly 6 p.m. Yes. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I looked yeah. out and watched kind of bing go down. You did, eh? Yeah, well, I was sitting in for uh, Norm Edwards, who's had a terrible bug, oh, yeah. uh, flu bug all week long, but hopefully he's back Monday. Yeah. Anyway, we better get our, our phone lines on the air here, right. okay? This is the Garden Show. Indeed it is. And you can talk to Charlie by calling one of these two numbers. In Toronto, 416-360-0740. And anywhere else in the province, toll free, one 740 4740 I left my little bell on my desk in the uh, the prep room, so I'll have to go get that uh, in just a couple of moments. And um, if you are a first time caller, let yes, Sebastian know. Absolutely, and then I'll ring the little bell for you. Welcome, get your wings, as it were. Yes. And our mantra, of course, is call early, call often, but. One question per call. Some of you try to sneak an extra one in there. Patrolman Proctor yes, pulls uh, out his pull ticket <laughs> That's right. Okay, what do you got there, pal? Oh, I got a few things, pal. Look, two pages. You got, you got some time? Oh, man. Uh, okay, so I did mention this last week, but tomorrow, just a reminder, I will be in Guelph joining the Guelph Wellington Master Gardeners for their 20th anniversary called A Day in the Garden. So everybody's getting jazzed up for spring, oh, yeah. right? This year's speakers include Stefan Weber on, or maybe it's Weber, on native plants and seeds. I'll be speaking on gardening in a changing climate. And Dr. Brendan Larson will be speaking on pollinators. There's demos and seeds on things like seed starting. Registration is $50, and that includes lunch, coffee breaks, etc. This is all taking place at the Victoria Park East Golf Club in Guelph, so on Victoria Road South in Guelph. Uh, Also tomorrow, the Greater Toronto Water Garden Society will be meeting at Banbury Community Centre, which is 120 Banbury Road in Toronto tomorrow from 1230 to 4. Paul Laporte is speaking at 1 p.m. on 
building biodiversity with native plants. So spend an afternoon in the company of water gardeners, and everyone is welcome, of course. There, it's also a potluck meeting, so you can eat and, and have some fun and socialize. More information on the website, www. On watergarden.com. Now, do you bring drinks to this sort of thing? Or? <clears throat> what kind of drinks? Well, I'm thinking maybe a bag of wine. You know? ah, bag <laughs> Your of favorite. Wine. Your favorite. You know? <laughs> bag of wine. That's that backpack I yeah, wear when I'm right. weeding. <laughs> <laughs> this weekend, the Royal Botanical Gardens hosts the 35th annual Spring Orchid Show and sale from 12 to 5 p.m. today and 10 to 5 tomorrow. This annual show showcases the beauty and diversity of orchids. It's judged by the American Orchid Society. It features displays uh, from by societies and growers from across Canada and the USA. There's also exhibits of flower arrangements, painting, photographs, and plant sales. Uh, okay, March the 5th. So next Saturday, March the 5th. London Middlesex Master Gardeners, in collaboration with the City of London, will be presenting Seedy Saturday. That, like I say, is all day next Saturday from 10 to 3 at the Cardling Heights Optimist Community Centre, 656 Elizabeth Street in London. It'll cost you five bucks to get in, but you have just amazing things to do once you get in there. Once you've spent your five bucks, you've got seeds to buy, you've got vendors and exhibitors doing all kinds of um, explaining and educating and selling. You've got demonstrations. You've got speakers. There's a free seed swap if you bring your own seeds. Of course, there's unbiased advice from, I love that, unbiased advice from knowledgeable master gardeners as if anybody has, if there's such a thing as unbiased advice, right? It's like yeah, yeah, non-judgmental, yeah. um, you know, journalism or something like, really? Wait a minute. you got to use your judgment somewhere along exactly. the way. Exactly. Yeah. There's no such thing as objective. But anyway, I have what I think. Uh, so unbiased advice from knowledgeable master gardeners, <laughs> horticultural groups, growers, and ecological groups. All right. Oh, but this this is the most important one. Oh, well, save the best Get for out your okay. calendar. <clears throat> All right. Okay. Now, I'm not quite sure how you access WNED-TV. I think it depends whether you've got Rogers or Bell or – but WNED is – Public I think on Rogers television. it's 17, if I'm not mistaken. Well, either. when I looked but, it up, it said channel 15, channel 61, channel 161, yeah, channel 525 yeah. in Ontario. Or just so check your guide. Check your guide yeah. for WNEDTV. That's out of Buffalo. Out of Buffalo, correct. And they do, obviously, um, broadcast into southern Ontario as well. Um, where did I – did I write down the dates after all this information? <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Oh, no. It's March the 8th. Oh, that's so crazy. So, anyway, I am starring in a TV show, which Whoa. is going to air that day on March the 8th, and then it is rebroadcast, and it's so wacky. I wrote down all this stuff, but I did not write down the dates. Uh, anyway, March... <laughs> I love this. I love uh, this. I, uh, it's the best part, eh? I believe... I'm going to have to tell you more details next week, and of there course. will be time. But, um, yeah, I believe it's 8.30 p.m. on the March the 8th, and then it's rebroadcast some more days and more times. Bottom line, it's a garden show called Garden Wisdom for Western New York and Southern Ontario. So you could also Google that. on Check that out on, on their website, WNED website, Garden Wisdom for Western New York and Southern Ontario. And it's all obviously about gardening, but it's about um, sort of going back to the things that our grandmothers did and our mm. mothers did and the things that, that we Tried learned. Tried and true. Yeah, like, and you know, sort of the mentoring idea that, you mm -hmm. know, the experience that people had that 
may or may not have ever been written in books, but was certainly passed down. So they've got various experts, of course, I happen to be one of them, who is sharing some of that wisdom and experience on the show. Right. And we're going to be sending a bill to WNED for all this wonderful promotion that you're offering up. Oh, would you be quiet? (laughs) Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than you realize. Should small creatures become a big problem, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Absolutely. And uh, we have a line open at 416-360-0740, or if you wish, 1-866-744-740. That's the uh, toll-free line. Mm -hmm. But in the meantime, let's zip off to Hamilton, say hi to Gregory. Good morning, Gregory. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Charlie. Good morning, Frank. Good morning. Uh, The reason for my call, I have a friend who I'm at his house right now. Mm Mm-hmm. I gave him some of my candle lilies last year. Yeah. Now, in listening, obviously, I'm an avid listener to the show. Love the show. Thank you. I put the candle lilies in a um, cardboard box. Uh-huh. Within the cardboard box, cover them up with not potting soil, but, oh, gosh, help me out, Charlie. Peat moss? Thank you very much. Okay. <laughs> uh, then, um, yeah, just cover them up. But yeah. in his, he actually did it with a Rubbermaid container. Uh-huh. He put some holes in the Rubbermaid container okay. on the side and on the top. Mm-hmm. But these these little, small, almost looking like fruit flies that mm-hmm. are now getting all around his house, and his wife is starting to get a little perturbed. <laughs> so, okay, so, uh, and for sure those little, they look like um, fruit flies. For sure they're coming from the Rubbermaid mm-hmm. container? That is correct, because he has a washroom. He stored them downstairs because mm-hmm. I told him not to put them inside the shed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's part two of a question that I still have. Uh, I'm sorry, Frank. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you go, the, 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 they have a bathroom that's really close to um, this Rubbermaid container. And mm-hmm. it seems like they like the light. He had a couple of uh, flowers. He thought it was the, um, well, I said it was possibly the soil of mm-hmm. the potting soil. Mm-hmm. And I told him about sticky sticks, so mm-hmm. he got rid of the soil. But no, they. I lifted up the Rubbermaid container, and you could see these flies are yeah coming from them. So yeah, okay. what the second part was is I was thinking of being that March is around the corner. Yeah, is moving them outside to the shed. I don't think that he actually cleaned. There's a possibility that he didn't clean them off good before he stored them in the peat moss. Yeah, okay, so uh, but did he add moisture to the peat moss? Like, is it quite wet in that Rubbermaid container? Not really. He said he only sprayed it once. Oh, interesting. Because probably what is flying around, and you're right, as an avid listener to the show, you've heard me talk about something called fungus gnats in the past. And that is uh, uh, an insect that looks a lot like a fruit fly, and it very commonly is found in soil that is moist and sort of constantly moist. And the, the thing about fungus gnats is they eat fungus. So when soil is kept moist all the time, fungus tends to grow, and then the fungus gnats grow as well because they've got a great source of food. Right. What I would do is I'd probably... Uh, open up that Rubbermaid container and even, well, today, well, t- I think it's going to go above zero today for yeah, sure. Yeah, we're going up to about 9, 10 degrees. Yeah, and tomorrow yeah. it's going to be quite mild as well. So, I mean, you could take it outside today, open it up, pull out each of the canna lily tubers and look at them. Make sure that they are still firm, that they're not soft and soggy or have any kind of rot in them. If they do, they go straight into the composter. So, assuming that they're nice and firm still and in good condition, I would probably take whatever numbers in that container and pot them up individually into pots with fresh, clean 
whether it's soilless mix or a potting soil, but fresh, clean, store-bought, sealed bag, uh, and start growing them uh, in pots and leave the peat moss outside and just let the fungus gnats. They will, if we do get more frost, they will die in the frost. Okay. Um, and, and then the peat moss is fine. Dump it in the garden later. Um, and bottom line, it's fungus gnats won't survive any winter. So you could dump the peat moss at any time. Yep. But that's what I would think, well, if, if the peat moss is dry and there's fungus gnats growing in there, I'm inclined to think there might be some fungus on the canna lilies. That's what I'm thinking. I'm also thinking possibly because he put it in a Rubbermaid container, it's sort of close to his furnace. Yeah, it's pretty uh, so warm. possibly that heat, you know what I mean? It could have contributed to, to mm. any kind of a rot, exactly. That, that's what I'm thinking. Okay. Yeah, so pull, get pull, get him to pull them all out, examine them closely, feel them closely uh, for any, like I said, softness or any, even smell them, right? You'll, you'll smell if they've got any rot in them. And then, uh, yeah, eliminate if they show rot. Otherwise, plant them up. You can plant them up and put them by the window. That's, yeah, that's absolutely. Yeah, get them, get them started because three more weeks, first yeah, day man. of spring. There we go. Yeah. Right, <laughs> the timetable. I like that, Frank. I you got it. Both. Hey, Gregory, thank Thanks you. Thanks for uh, calling, Gregory. Thank you for letting us use your ears on a regular basis. We appreciate <laughs> that. 923 on uh, the Garden Show here from Zuma Radio. And uh, as we say goodbye to uh, Gregory, that leaves the line open at 416-360-0740 or... Uh, 1-866-740-4740, our toll-free line. Jim in Oakville, good morning, and welcome to the Garden Show from Zoomer Radio. Good morning. Morning, Jim. Yes. Okay, I have spruce trees that are about 35 years old. Mm-hmm. They're around 30 to 40 feet high, mm-hmm. and they're dying. They are one, not all in a single row, but one will go brown. The needles will turn brown and drop off. Uh-huh. And then maybe five or six down, the same thing will happen. Huh. So I'm wondering what's what's going on. Is there a bug in the tree or is it something to do with the root system? Well, hard to say for sure over the radio. That's a challenge with big old trees suddenly. Well, they're probably not suddenly dying. I mean, that's one of the things with trees. They rarely suddenly die. It takes years sometimes for trees to die. So, I mean, could it be that years ago there was some construction going on around them? Or, you know, has anything happened, anything changed in the last five or ten years around these trees? Well, there's not that much going on near the tree, but, you know, 100 feet away there is a bit of construction. But that wouldn't it seems know. like it, it's traveling basically through the air. Yeah, so it's, and it's quite I sporadic. Can't, I, can't, I look at the needles, mm-hmm. they all look good, and then you go by there like a couple of days later, and then they start turning brown. Right. So and, that's lack of moisture. Not necessarily. And are they browning? Is it from the bottom of the tree or from the top of the tree? Is it from the inside center stem or is it from the outside tips of the tree that the browning starts? Well, you'll just be walking by and you'll see a little brown tinge. Eh? And then the next thing you know, a whole branch. It yeah. could be anywhere. It'll yeah. just go brown. Mm. And then over a period of 10 days, the whole tree's gone. So how many trees do you have? Oh, there's probably two or three hundred. Wow. And how many do you think are brown or look like they've died? Probably 10 of them now. Pardon? Probably 10 trees. Yeah. Like, I'm going to have to cut them down, the dead ones. Yeah, you will eventually. Okay, so here's my suggestion. You're in Oakville. 
I would call a certified arborist and I would find a certified arborist through the International Society of Arboriculture, <laughs> ISA. And Landscape they, they, Ontario, too. Don't they have a connection to that? Well, Landscape Ontario has arborists who yeah. are members of, of Landscape Ontario mm-hmm. who are also certified arborists. So you can go in either way okay. uh, yeah. on the web. But, but just make sure it is a certified arborist because anybody with a chainsaw can cut down a tree, but not anybody can actually tell you what's going on. And you do need some advice. You need somebody to to actually really examine, excuse me, those trees and your other trees and come up with what's going on and then a solution, whether it's a spray solution or it's a deep root feeding or it's a, you know, it's an insect, it's fertility. I have no idea. But an arborist would, like a certified arborist should be able to help you. Okay, that's what I would do because trees that old are are valuable, and you really you don't want to lose them. Yeah, that's right. Not to mention okay, the wildlife probably love them. They probably have all kinds of you know birds and animals living in them, so they would really miss them too. Yeah, well, they got some of the birds have nests, and they keep coming back to those. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And the squirrels are in them pretty good, so I. I hope it's not the squirrels cause the problem. No, but. squirrels won't kill a, tr- a big spruce tree. No, no, no and that's, that's the thing, too, that if the trees are going to come down, the dead ones, it, timing will be important as well. You certainly don't want to take trees down that have live nests in them. So, um, yeah. so yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, so like I said, get a, get a, pro- a person, a you know, properly educated person onto your property. They will give you the scoop on what to do. Thanks very much. Okay, okay thanks Jim. for your call, Jim. Thank you very much. Uh, very interesting subject, that whole thing about trees. I love trees. Me too. Just up on, uh, as much as flowers, you know, and that sort of thing. I'm well, in some ways, I kind of love trees even more than flowers. Yeah, thank you, know? you for saying that. Yeah, I, you know what I mean? I almost hesitated saying that. No, no, but trees are special. Here I am in special. the studio, walked in with you. My God, <laughs> you might kill me. But trees are special. <laughs> I mean, t- yeah. trees have character, right? Yep, indeed. And, and, you know, we plant trees when, when a baby is born, and then that tree, represents something and 30, 40 years later, you, you know, you're looking at it going, you know, we planted that tree and look at you you're 40 years old, whatever. Exactly. It's just there's pretty special. Edie is on the line from Toronto we're going to be going to that line right after these words on The Garden Show. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, flocks, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Indeed, and almost come up to the halfway mark here, saying hi to Edie in Toronto. Good morning, welcome to the show. Oh, good morning. Good. Uh, good morning, Charlie and Frank. Good morning. I'm a first-time caller. Oh, Ooh. my gosh, just second. The best. There we are. <laughs> Welcome. Yeah. Uh, I just received a gift 10 days ago, uh, an orchid plant. Mm. It is in a six-inch pot. Mm. I haven't had a household plant in years, Ooh. and I don't want to kill it. <laughs> or I want to really care for it properly. I'm in a condo facing west. Okay. I put the plant about six feet from the window. Okie doke. Uh, is the window could- covered at all? Do you have curtains on the window? Uh, well, I have shears, but I, I've, I've got it. Uh, uh, they're not drawn. They're, 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 open. The window is open. Okay. Now, I'm going to assume that this orchid, because there's so many out there and there's such a classic gift, is called a phalaenopsis or a moth orchid. Uh, and here's what it wants. It's 
a western window is is a very bright, bright window. So uh, six feet away or even a little further away is going to be okay. The main thing is you do not want that plant in hot, hot, direct sunlight. So bright is good, but not hot direct sunlight, uh, and that once you know that's all good. You can you can handle that. You've got the proper lighting situation. Mm-hmm. Watering the plant happens when it's dry. <clears throat> now that will depend on the temperature of your condo, the amount of light it's in. Uh, the best way to water, I find, with orchids, particularly you know some of these beautiful when it's so fresh kind of orchid, mm-hmm. is a pail of water, and you immerse the orchid pot and all, and leaves under the water. Don't immerse the flower, but do immerse the leaves in the pot. If any oh, of the... I'm pot, sorry? They'll immerse the whole pot? The whole pot, yep, the pot. The, the, it's in bark, typically. These these orchids are planted up into bark, and you, what, you'll see air bubbles all coming out as you immerse the whole pot under the surface of the water, and you just hold it there until all the air bubbles stop coming up. A few minutes. Take the the pot out of the water, let it drain in the sink somewhere, and then put it back in its happy spot in the living room or wherever you're keeping it. And then that it's good to go for usually a week, 10 days. It just kind of depends, like I said, on your temperature. Okay. Well, in the condo, it's, 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 it's a little dry. and, and um... Well, that's why that's such a great method of watering. And... Um, and if you say, well, I hate that idea, that's just way too much work, some people prefer to water with a watering can. What about a spritzer? Spritzing is great, like a little mister, mm-hmm. uh, because that will help raise the humidity around the plant. Mm-hmm. The other thing is a pebble tray, so just a shallow shallow tray with some gravel in the bottom, and the orchid sits on top of the gravel, and you leave water in the gravel at all times, and the water is constantly evaporating around the orchid. That can be quite effective as well. Now, the... Uh, uh, I, I listen to your show all the time, and I put an ice cube two days ago. Yeah. But that's all. That's all I did. Okay, so the, if you want to go the ice cube route, typically uh, when I see that recommended, it's three ice cubes a week or three ice cubes at a time. So you lay an ice cube on top and it slowly melts and, you know, a couple more. And the the advantage of ice cubes is that it is a slow watering, which is good because that's what the orchid wants. Um What's the disadvantage is that it's so cold. You know, orchids are tropical plants. Like, oh, yeah. they've never seen an ice cube before. Like, yeah, what yeah. is this thing? So, why are my feet cold? Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is just not comfortable. So, that's the reason I don't like ice cubes. But, the, like I said, the advantage that's great about ice cubes is the slow watering. Okay. Well, I'll do the immersing. Very good. Yeah, see if you can. It's just a bucket of room temperature water, and it's the most effective way to really thoroughly water and cleanses the plant, and they're just very happy if you do that. You know, Charlie, the, the, uh, the, the plant is in the plastic. It's in plastic, mm-hmm. and then it's inside a pot. Right. So you want to take the plastic pot out of the other pot. Oh. Take the plastic pot. Yep. And just immerse plastic pot and plant. And then once it's all drained in the sink for, you know, half an hour or so, plastic pot back into the beautiful overpot. Okay. Okie okay. doke. All right. All right. Let Eddie. us know Thank how so that much. goes. Thanks for calling. Thank you. On a beautiful Saturday morning here in uh, Toronto. In fact, you know, it was supposed to be, the, the according to the forecasters, early this morning, cloudy day. Look at that out there. Well, I think clouds Beautiful. are going to move in, yeah. yeah see, look out so. the west. Oh, yeah, okay. See, there's a bank okay, of clouds. Okay, sure. <laughs> Block my sunny report. <laughs> Hello, Greta from Elmira. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. It is a beautiful morning. Yeah. Good. Yes. Well, I had these two plants. I'm a first-time caller, oh, too. Oh, so. oh, bell, bell. Hey, whoa, hey. 
Welcome. You have your wings. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I got I'm given these two different plants. Mm-hmm. Now, one is called the, the, the little card came in it. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful plant. And it's called Campanula. Uh-huh. Well, I, nobody's heard of it before. Oh, really? And uh, I called my sister, and she said, well, it goes by a more common name, but she'd forgotten what it was. Well, Campanula is usually often referred to as bluebells. Oh, bluebells. Is it? It's blue, I assume. Yeah, it's got, like, it's got mauve centers in it, like star-shaped nice. blooms Beautiful. with mauve on the outside, mm-hmm. or blue, yeah. if you want to call it that. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't know, and what did you say it was called? Well, bluebells, blue uh, you know, that, that's sort of a common all-purpose name for that particular plant. But there's many of them out there. Uh, some are hardy, and they grow in our gardens. And yeah. some, or bellflower would be another name that it could be could go by. Yeah, well, this... This one is just absolutely gorgeous. It's not big, but now when they, if the blooms start to, to die off, do I pull them off or clip them off? Well, okay, so it's probably a short little mounded plant, and it's yes. probably got hundreds of flowers on it right now. Yes, it has. And to start clipping them, as it's a bit of a challenge. It's a lot of work, but yes, deadheading is the absolute right thing to do in order to encourage more blooms, particularly. Yeah, well, there's lots of buds on it yet, and they're gradually starting to open. I've only had it since oh, Tuesday, sweet. but I've already got some buds opening wow. nice. on it. They don't last all that long, though, these plants, do they? Well, I mean, do you have a garden? Can you take it outside in the summer? No, I can't. Okay. I, I don't have a, a flower garden. It would be a bit challenging to keep it alive forever and ever, but... Yeah. Certainly, it's in full bloom now. Keep it in a bright, sunny location. Yeah. Water when it's dry. Do the deadheading, as you're indicating. Eventually, it will stop blooming. Yeah. But if you fertilize and look after it, it could keep blooming for a number of months. Oh, well, that's good to know. But if you get to the end, middle of the summer or the end of the summer and it's got no flowers on it anymore, then shear it back. Give it a little cutting back so that it's all the sort of brown bits are gone and you're back to just a little green mound. Yeah. And leave it in that sunny location. And it, it very much could survive the fall and start blooming again this time next winter. Well, that'll be nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it is just gorgeous. I don't have a lot of plants. Now, this other one I was given, I don't like the look of it, but (laughs) (laughs) it was given to me. It's it's got uh, shiny leaves. There was no card in it, Uh so I didn't know what it was called. And it's it's got. It looks artificial. It's got shiny leaves, and it's got these red things that stick up all over it. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. I hate to tell what you is? what somebody said they looked like. I know it. Okay, now I've got to Google this so so Frank can see it. All right, that plant is called Anthurium. So A N, as in Norway, T H U R I U M. So Anthurium. 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 Yeah. And yes. Okay. So, I'm, like right. I said, I'm yeah. just going to very quickly bring this up so my buddy, yeah. Frank, will have a peek at uh, what this right. looks like mm-hmm. and then he can giggle as well. Yes. <laughs> oh, well, that's very rude. <laughs> it's not rude, it's nature. <laughs> so, it's nature, but it looks horrible. <laughs> all right. Well, okay. That very common, beautiful houseplant. Um, uh, again, sunny location. Feel the surface of the soil, water when it starts to get on the dry side. Um, 
it, the flowers will not last forever. So eventually, as the flowers start to dry up, you'll clip them away. Uh, it could, again, just like the, the campanula, it could keep blooming for you, or it could just stop blooming and be a green plant. But do use fertilizer on both these plants about once a month, right, starting now. Uh-huh. Uh, follow the instructions on the fertilizer, and it's an all-purpose fertilizer you're looking for. You know, just a, it could be a flowering plant, or it could be a 10-10-10, either one. Uh, and, and, uh, yeah, it's, and if you really don't like the flowers, then just cut them off and enjoy the leaves. <laughs> yeah, look how like pretty that is. <laughs> Whatever. I know. It's, a, it's an interesting plant. Well, Greta, thank you for the call and giving me some jocular stuff to talk about there. Well, thank you. <laughs> giggle fest going on here. Okay. Oh, thank you. Good luck with that. Okay. okay Thanks thank for calling. you very much. All righty. Uh, we're going to take a little bit of a break here momentarily, but uh, I want you to get a piece of paper and a pencil or pen handy because before the end of the show, I'm going to get Charlie to uh, just confirm her starring role on <laughs> WNED-TV. And not to mention the date and, and time. The, and <laughs> yes, yes. The salient facts which were missing earlier. So salient. We, Thanks for we that. Will, we will uh, deal with that. In just a couple of moments. First of all, let's take a little break here and come back and say hi to uh, Jane in, in Terracotta, north of Georgetown. Ah, back after nice. these words. Don't change stations just because the weather changes. Garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. 9.43 on a simply beautiful morning here uh, in the Toronto area, certainly. I would think basically southern Ontario. Well, uh, let's and see. spring Ter- is in the air. Yes, indeed it is. Terracotta. That doesn't sound like a beautiful spot. It does. Jane, good morning yes, and welcome. Good morning. How, how good big morning. Is, how big is terracotta? Thank, Thank you. you. How, how big is terracotta? I mean... Um, well, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have time to Google it. It's Be- by Winston Churchill, Mississauga Road on King Road, and it's quite a little area in there. Oh, so it's, okay. it's actually part of Peel. Yeah. Ah, gotcha. Nice. Okay. It's lovely. It's well, welcome to the we show. The country. So yeah. I was given a money plant, and I wish they put little tags <laughs> in them to tell us how to take care of it. It's about a foot and a half. It's sitting in a south window in sort of a greenhouse thing. It's loving it, but I don't know what to do with it. How big is it going to be? What do I expect? Okay, so tell me, so it's in a greenhouse thing. So tell me about the greenhouse thing. It's uh, pretty well all window and it's facing south. So oh, you can imagine I see. I'm sitting here in the sun. Lovely. <laughs> and and so is this plant in soil or in water? It's in soil. Okay. In a pot about uh, five inches by about six inches. And what do the leaves look like? I, I just uh, want to clarify. They're quite long, thin. Okay. Um, I've got all kinds of new growth on the top. Like there's one, two, three, five leaves on on each leaf. Okay. Or on each lip, yeah. And right. so, why why are you calling it a money tree? Well, that's to... what I was told. Okay, no, no, I just <laughs> and to be honest, I have no idea. <laughs> well, because there's a couple of different plants that get called money trees, so that's okay. why I'm wondering. Is it like a little tree? Like it has like a stem? Yes, it does. In fact, it's being supported, and there's about uh, four four um, stalks on it. Okay, and are, and are they twined together? Yes, they are. Okie dokie. Oh, so you know. <laughs> I'm just getting a sense here because, okay. you know, my, like it's just one of those, hmm, mm. could be one of many things. So probably 
Yeah. All right. Probably what it is, like money tree, what is normally called a money tree, could be a lot of different things. But bottom line is southern location is great. That's exactly what you want. Lots of sun. Uh, And you're going to – it's – the common name is – another common name is a Malabar chestnut. Oh, all right. So that's what is typically called the money tree. It's considered to be a symbol of good luck and prosperity, which is why somebody gave it to you. Mm -hmm. It prefers a bright spot, uh, but it can also go into indirect light. Uh, It can go into fairly low light. But, you, you know, so, you know, keep an eye on it. Make sure the leaves do not start turning yellow or get crispy from too much light. Okay. Okay. If, yeah, if it... It's, yeah, that's, it's unlikely to happen, but it could happen. Um, water is going to be one of those things when you're going to feel the soil. Yeah. You want the soil to feel dry, not dry like a desert, but but the surface should be feeling dry and it's spongy when it's moist. And as the soil gets drier and drier, it's going to get less spongy. So you're going right. to feel the surface of the soil. It's going to feel dry on the surface, but still have a little bit of little bit of movement to it. So what you know, don't water the instant it starts to dry out on the surface because it'll still be moist below. All Give right. it another couple of days. So it might be every 10 days or thereabouts when you water. When you water, water thoroughly. So the water goes right through the pot, out the drainage holes, uh-huh. and let it sit and absorb whatever whatever water uh, it will out of the saucer for five or ten minutes. If there's still water in the saucer after that time, dump the, sa- the saucer out. Okay. And mist on occasion, it does. Any of these tropical plants love humidity, so love to be misted or spritzed or taken into the shower to have a shower with you as long as it's not too hot. <laughs> you know, they just they love the humidity. And, and yeah. if the leaves get dusty, it's nice for the spritzing, okay. washes okay. off any dust and stuff. And it should live for many, many years. Lovely plant. And is it going to grow tall? Uh, if you keep it happy and healthy, it could get fairly big. Uh, might get up to about t- two feet, but you'd have to oh. be giving it a bigger pot. Okay, that's okay. fine. So, oh, I just wish that they would stick those little, you know, information things in so that you can uh, take care of it properly. Well, then I wouldn't have to phone you, but that, there you go. No, well, we're, we're happy glad they did you phoned. Yeah. <laughs> have a good day. Thank, Thank you very you. much. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Problem solved. There I you go. That's know. what happens when folks call the garden show. Yes. And the lines are open. At Hit me with a problem. And well, I'm, exactly. I'm well, you were actually Charlie. telepathic this morning. I mean, that one lady, you picked off peat moss, or I guess it was gentleman. Oh, it was, yeah, it was Gregory. Yeah. Gregory, yeah. I know. Just, I just I just could see these things. I know. Well, that <laughs> anthorium thing. Anthorium. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> the phone number is 416-360-0740. And we do have one line open there, yeah, okay. And then uh, anywhere in the province, toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. On we go to our next caller, and it's out in Newcastle. We're going to be joining by uh, joined by Verna. Hi, Verna. Hi, how are you? Morning. How are, <laughs> I'm sitting in the sun. It's beautiful. Yeah, oh, lovely. it's a gorgeous day. Yeah, now, my problem is I had a plant given to me. Uh, I think it might belong to the... Uh, tropical family. Mm-hmm. It's got 18-inch uh, leaves, and there's about uh, 12, 15 of them. And it came with a big, beautiful spike in the middle of it uh, in a pink flower that was about 8 inches in height on top of the green Wow. Bottom. Oh, I think I know what this is. And uh, it's it was absolutely gorgeous, but uh, uh, now I've flower. it died, and I nipped the 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 head of the flower off. 
and I've got four, five spikes coming up in the middle, and I don't know what to do. <laughs> Are the leaves, I love this, <laughs> Are the leaves a gray, sort of a dusty color? No, they're green. Green, green. With mm-hmm. the pink pink flowers, what's throwing me off? It yeah. sounds like a big flower, too. The, the flower, it, it looked like little leaves coming up all around it, like about oh. half an inch. That's the only way I can describe okay, it. Okay, no, no, now I think I know what this is. It is a form of a bromeliad, so mm-hmm. B-R-O-M-E-L. I-A-D. Mm-hmm. So bromeliads are members of... Uh, pineapples and bromeliads are all the same family. Mm-hmm. So if you think of the top of a pineapple, you know, those sh- leaves... Yeah, that's exactly what it looks like. It's it's only about, uh, oh, I would say, four inches around, but it's about... The top of it is about six or eight inches high. And the one you got... Yeah, so, yeah, see... The, Beautiful so, pink. Yeah, so pink. Now, was the flower flat, or was the flower more a traditional 360-degree uh, sort of shape? You know what I mean? Um, see, the, yeah, there's one. It's it's quite popular these days. I'm just Googling it right here. Uh, oh, see that oh, yeah. plant right there? That's quite a popular... It's called pink quill, and the fl- the it is a pink flower, but it's flat. Long, narrow leaves, green leaves, but a bright pink flower that comes up in the center. Mm-hmm. But the, if you had one that was more, was it more, mm. more of a this kind of a... As I'm Googling all this and showing Frank. Uh, all right, so what do you do? So the flower turns brown and dried up, and you've clipped that and removed it. Yeah. And so now, coming up, what looks like from the center are is new growth, right? Yeah, they're coming up from around the outside of the... Yeah. Those are yeah. what we call pups, P-U-P-S, or, or daughter plants. Yeah. When a bromeliad flowers, which you've enjoyed, the flower finishes and the, the mother plant dies. So your plant is in the process of dying, oh. but what it's done is it's sending off little babies. Mm-hmm. So the little babies are what you will save and repot and regrow and hopefully get more flowers. Oh, but if the leaves are still green, do I leave them on or I cut them off? No. What I do is I let the flower all shrivel up and dry up and blow away like you did and then cut that away. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, continue to water. And remember the interesting thing about caring for bromeliads is we don't typically water the soil. We water from inside the center of the plant because these plants naturally grow in the rainforest and they have very limited root systems they tend to kind of seeds kind of float through the air and lodge into the crotch of of a tree somewhere or or almost like an orchid in a sense sort of yeah so i kind of thought it belonged to the orchid family yeah the leaves are so long and that's right. Yeah, they aren't actually orchids. They are bromeliad. It's a it's a very different plant. But but you do water in the center as if you are Mother Nature reigning into the center of the plant. Oh, okay. Um, and so yeah, I mean, leave all the green leaves. Eventually, when you get a chance, there's no rush. But at some time in the next in this spring, you know, in the next month or six weeks, take it outside with a sharp knife or lay it all out on the dining room table. Sharp knife. You're going to sever the babies from the mother. The babies are going to get potted up individually into small pots, and the mother will go in the composter. Okay. Okay. All righty. There you go. Thanks for calling. Okay, Vera, thank you so very much for joining us here on The Garden Show. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than you realize. Should small creatures become a big problem, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio. 
Let's go back to the phone lines now here in Toronto. Siva, ready to talk to Charlie. Hiya, Siva. Welcome to the show. Morning, Frank and Charlie. Good morning. I have a, a parsley plant, and it has these little white bugs on it. Oh. Should I worry about them? Yes. They're very tiny. Oh, okay, are they on the plant or in the soil? No, they're on the plant. Yeah, mm. they're on the plant. All the leaves are covered. Ooh, little white bugs. And do they fly? No, huh. they just walk. Yeah. My. And yeah, is that the o- only plant you have in your house? No, I do have more, but they don't have this. It's just the parsley. Okay, so keep this plant isolated, number one, from all the other plants. I, I do. What I would do is uh, f- I would start with just straight water. It, it's probably not a very large plant. Okay, So no, I no. would just take it to the kitchen sink, put it in the sink, get some room temperature water running, and wash the plant what? just with straight water. Okay. And see if that solves the problem. If the uh, insects continue to appear, then you're going to have to use some soap and water. Okay, then. Okay, that's what I would do. Okay, one quick question. Your PBS show, is yes. it in the morning or in the evening? Because yeah. they have three shows start at 9.30 until 11. Okay, well, no, that's a very good question, and it's exactly what I'm going to address. So okay. you can Thank hang you. up and get your pencil out. I will. <laughs> Thanks okay. for calling. Okay. <laughs> All right, here she is, right. a star of radio stage and screen doors and uh, <laughs> WNED. Well, I, okay, yeah. is WNED the same as PBS? That's yes, my, yes, it is. It is. Okay, yeah. well, when I looked it up on Rogers, and I've pulled it up here to show you, Channel 525 in Ontario wow. is the right channel, but there are other WNED channels, so yeah. you can look it up in your local At home, area. I think I get it on Channel 17. But Yeah, you know, really, so I guess it depends I'm, where you are, yeah. which Rogers, right? Yeah. So mark your calendars, Wednesday, March the 9th, 8 p.m., The show is called Garden Wisdom. Mm -hmm. If you can't watch on Wednesday, March 9th, you can watch Friday, March 18th at 11.30 p.m. You can watch Saturday, March 19th at 9.30 a.m. But, of course, you'll be listening to this show, so you can't watch TV. Then following Saturday, March 26th at 4.30 p.m. So it's broadcast four times, March 9th, 18th, 19th, and 26th. Garden Wisdom. Did you have a good time uh, doing the taping of that? Of course. I always well, have yeah, fun. Yeah, I know you always have fun. You, you do. know, you don't just you don't do things if you're not having fun doing them. But yeah, it was, it was taped in my front yard and my backyard. Oh, and my side yard. Yes, we were in several locations in my yard. That's right. They came to you. They came to me. Wow. Mm-hmm. You must be some important person. Oh, you're just... <laughs> Lucky to be sitting beside me. Oh, you bet I am. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, uh, within Uh, reach of a smack. I was going to say. So what do you got planned? uh, Well, I come back at 2 o'clock. You do? And, of course, we'll be doing a lot of talking about what's going to happen tomorrow night. We've got the Oscars on, the 88th Oscars. We do, and there's quite a lot of money riding on And you know something? They've got a really neat thing. You know how so much time is wasted when they try in the speeches. The The thank yous. Thank yous. They're having a banner run across the bottom of the screen with all the names typed in there so that the person won't have to worry. They'll they'll feed this information before... So you know. everybody who's nominated has to yeah. go in there with a written thank yeah, you script, yep. and hand they, it to the producers yeah. who are going to enter, sit yeah. there and type and it then all in. If their name pop, boom, they say, "Okay, George is one," and here's his, and George gets that, up and says, "Thank you, God," yeah. or whatever He's got it is. Forty-five seconds to, to thank one person, and the rest is all coming up as a, yeah. as a ticker tape Across thing. The yeah, weird. Exactly. That's just weird. Well, it might throw you off a little bit. I, I, it's going to take a little bit to get used to, but it might save a lot of time too. Well, I hope so because Speaking that is time, kind of a. <laughs> we better. Get the heck out of here because uh, the uh, guys are uh, revving waiting. their yeah, engines. Yeah, they're revving their engines. Dave's going to garage. See them in there, so I guess we will have to get out of here. But thank you. 
as always, Franklin. Thank you, Charlie. Couldn't do it without your help. The best sous chef ever and Sebastian, the best the best operator ever. And thanks for all our great callers. So, and again, we'll see you all again next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.